I'm a minority here, I realized when I spoke to Ravi. A lot of people here from the finance fraternity and uh, of that line of business. I ran operations, sales, marketing, and moved to customer experience. Um, you'll have some, ours is a much simpler business than uh, a lot of complex stuff you do. Uh, we have a large customer base, about 240 million customers, across about seven lines of businesses. Uh, fixed line, postpaid, prepaid, DTH, the B2B corporate business, the global business that does uh, undersea cable and long distance stuff. Uh, I look after customer experience for this. And we'll talk about this in passing a little later. So let me uh, take through quickly these charts. Uh, yeah. You know, I was quite scared when Ravi told me you've got to speak on something on a case study on this. Get onto the net and start searching. What does it say? It describes this uh, time and again in various forms, series of actions, business goal. And then you start digging in into the BPM processes across the net. And everyone talks to you how to hire people, how to convince management, how to do this, how to do that, how to create a structure. They will tell you all about the process. It's almost like telling you about the process of setting up a cricket team, but never about hitting the ball. Uh, to me, business process management is about business and process. So what my thing is, I, th I believe that we need to step back and start looking at actions and goals. Let me give you a quick case study of this. <clears throat> the first thing, if you really look at it, is the hierarchy of people. You have senior guys, high-level positions, quite a few of you are here and junior people in the team. Look at the problems that they have. When someone sits to design on a process, the junior most person who's working on the process has lots of constraints. He can't do this, she can't do that, she can't go and question the other guy in another department. You just can't do anything. As you go higher the hierarchy, you have lesser number of constraints or walls around you. What happens? The reverse happens. You have hardly any degree of freedom. You are asked to go and play around at someone junior at a very low level. At senior guys, you are allowed to give a lot more flexibility. So what happens? Most process re-engineering that you do is made, done by four, four levels below you on a hierarchy chain and hence becomes very incremental, not very meaningful. The user thinks the process designer doesn't know a damn, including the quality guy. The quality guy thinks the process guys are not disciplined. That's where it dies. They fight and everyone thinks the other guy is a fool and they both walk off. You move it up. And this is what a lot of new industries have shown us. Quite a few of us in this room are from, I would call him being in ITS or telecom, little old aged. Every time in a 20 years, 80% of companies go off the top list. They don't get eaten by another big guy. They get eaten by someone new, someone who doesn't know all that you know, and thankfully so. The key is, these new companies start with design at the top. So the key is, process design needs to start at the top, not at the bottom. Leaders have to design processes, not manage processes. Nan not manage the process of process design. Goal. Let me start. In my introduction, I wrote I, to send a note I wrote as director customer experience. Everyone here and everywhere else introduces me as the director customer service. 
refuses to acknowledge that I want to be called experience. Service is what I do, not <coughs> what I deliver. Experience is what I'm supposed to be delivering. I can't be defining my job with what I do. It's by what I deliver to the customer. What's the fundamental problem with this? When I took this role three years back and I said, this is what my designation would be. If I want to be customer service in a telco with 240 million customers, when would my job be bigger? When would my job class go up? When I do more service. When I do more service, then you have more pain as a customer. Because I solve your problems. That means if I want to be a big customer service guy, I have to pray for more problems for you. It's a little like the government. You can't run a health ministry running hospitals. Hospitals are for the sick. If you want to have more healthy people, you've got to have clean air, clean water. Very fact that we start taking our job seriously and not the end result is the starting problem of why things and processes go wrong. So if you want to do service, I want big back-end office. We inherited a back-end office which had 1,100 or 1,400 people and I was told the blueprint is to have 2,500 global back-end office. Rubbish. The back-end office is for all the failures that I need to clean up. Scrap it. The best is if it doesn't exist. So what did we decide? Customers don't want service. Customers want a beautiful time. None of you ever want to call your electricity department, your water department, your car garage fellow. You don't want service. If I told you you had a car that doesn't require service for the next five years and 20,000 kilometers, you'd love it. And at no extra cost. Customers don't want service. They want a better experience. No service is the best service is what we went after. And we said, this cannot happen through transaction management. This will happen through design. What happened to all the cab companies? They got eaten by a guy called Uber who came with an app and a design. Much more efficient, much more cheaper, much more profitable. You've got to start building designs. It also happens that I have a experience with Goldratt and the theory of constraints. If you can't design a process that is cheaper, faster, and more less defects, then it is not a good process. First start with that. If you can't deliver all three, it's not a great process. Every time you do a process improvement, it has to do all three. If it is a bargain sale, then you are as well in a retail shop buying a better quality basmati rice at a higher price. It, process design is about getting all the three in place. What did we do in no service is the best service? We said the first thing we will do is eliminate defects. We went after them manically. manically. I will go through this faster. Then we said if there is a problem still that requires a resolution, we will do it fastest. I had great amount of debate with my teams on what is fastest. I am sure most of us run these operations. We have tax turnaround times. And we call them four working days, which customer understands working for you. Seven working hours. At four o'clock, seven working hours on a Friday means Monday at four o'clock. I mean, these are ridiculous non-customer languages. Enhanced experience. You've got to spend a lot more and get better people to address with greater empathy and cost. This will cost us more. This will require better tools. Then we said, if you first do this and then start moving into whatever you do next as a defect-free design, digitize an instant, and very high self-care and personalized. And then we said, and by the way, I work in telecom and Airtel, and we believe it's an ITES. It's a service industry. We service customers. If you are service and the core of this process, 
you got to make process design and services to be a competitive advantage for the organization. So we said, what else can we do? I'm sorry, that's small. We said, how do we make this bring customer experience as a source of competitive advantage? This, we said, is our framework of what we would drive in the last few years. Let me give you some very quick examples. These are very simple charts, so don't bother scribbling. Or if you don't remember, it must be not worth it anyway. Uh, what did we do? We used to run collections. We collect about a billion and a half uh, rupees of a billion and a half dollars, about seven, eight thousand crores from customers and our postpaid business of 15 million. They don't pay on the due date. Someone goes and keeps calling them. What are you trying to do? We've called more, and if your collections are poor, then you had another 500 seats. For example, in postpaid alone, we used to have 2,000 seats of outcalling used to happen. Today, we got out of all this. We said the customer knows when to pay, when not to pay. You just send smart reminders, simple stuff. Today, I run that entire place with 250. We run that with 250 people. My team believes 250 is ideal. I believe 100 should be the number. So we got out from 2,000 people running it from 200 people, 250 people today. 15 interactions, we said no, three. And most of these three are no longer voice. They are into automated modes. Prepaid last call update. Can you imagine 230 million guys who have a problem if they have a wrong deduction or they don't like what it's got deducted? They'll immediately call up the call center. It used to take us 14 minutes to load it on the call center screen. That's no time. You'll again have to call him back and have multiple calls. And a large number of them. I won't give you the numbers, a few hundred thousands every month. I recollect a few years back, we used to uh, and activate a customer on a fixed line in about five days to seven days. Today, we do about 85, 90% in 24 hours. I mean, there is no point. You can discuss a world over. They will tell you that we have an appointment 14 days from now. Everyone wants it now. The best way is this improves productivity. You take appointments like a Merucab did and the old guys did. They had less trips per day. The Uber has seven trips per day. The old car companies have three and a half trips a day. You've got to get smarter and more efficient business models. So we moved that to 24 hours. We used to have a simple bill plan change. I'll tell you what the teams asked. So it used to take us five days to get you up from 30 GB to 50 GB. Someone asked, I said, no, this is not what the customers want. The first answer is, can we do a survey? Bull, we don't need to do a survey for this. Go and ask a kid at your home. This kid, my little young one asked me, I'm hungry. What's the tat? You don't need to ask uh, the girl what's the tat. It's immediate. <laughs> if someone is using his broadband at night, 11 p.m. and its data gets over, what is the tat they need? Next second. If I don't deliver in one second, I have failed. I have a right to fail. <laughs> you know, kind organization is kind, the customer is kind to let me fail a few times. But the fact is you want it instant. I don't understand why we keep breaking our head on doing service. There is no survey required. What the customer wants is instant and now. So we started moving that. All those complaint calls went off. Reduce turnaround and time for all service requests. We banished these words called not working hours, uh, working days, customer tax, my measurement. There is only one tax. It's called customer intuitive tax. You place yourself. When do you want it? Now. Period. We have to move there. The world has moved there. All the new economy is on instant. They're on apps, phones. They let you buy goods while driving your car or sitting inside a train on a Flipkart app or an Amazon app. That's what this world is about. We can't live in the past. Enhanced experience. 
when you do large number of transactions, you never have money for it. Uh, enough money always. And everyone will tell you how there's a pressure from costs. But you cut down your transactions, you'll have enough money to spend on them. What we did is we did this. Look at modern management. You all believe that someone doesn't do a well because they need a carrot. And I like Ramesh when he said in the morning that it's a poor design, period. The stick doesn't work. There is a call center advisor sitting and taking a call. You expect them to know everything and everything about telecom. All we did was help them build a decision tree. You don't put them through five years of medical, you know, as a medical student to go and diagnose your problem. For a telecom problem, it's equally complex for him to solve. So please help build a diagnostic tool. We didn't find anything great, so we had our own internal IT, spent last one and a half years still developing into a nice decision tool, which I believe is among the very good ones around the world. We got learning. We have about 20,000 advisors. Earlier it was much more, but uh, off-roll people with various organizations, Ramesh's company, Rural Shows, helps us with rural call centers. How do you train them? You can't run batch training before the shift. We experimented all this. We tried now, moved into video-based learning, a little like Khan Academy runs. You can decide which executive wants which tropic training. Based on their quality scores, we now understand this person makes a mistake on data bill. There is a video for data bill next morning. The person has to see, answer questions, individualize tailor-made. We built it on two of our businesses. We need to roll it out across. So we are getting down to the last person, absolutely individualized and tailor-made on training. To be fair, we spent heavily. On our service, on the actual people who service, we really stepped up our quality. For example, on our high-end call centers, we've got Versailles tests in English. We increased training. Some of our cost per agents have gone up by 3x. We've really put tons and tons of money into this. Let me give you an example of what we did in terms of... Oh, that's it. Time is up. Yeah. Close. Um, uh, what did we do to enhance business? We moved into 4G. And one of the things, simple things was to change a SIM. Very often they will tell you that if you had to change a SIM across the telecom industry, that regulatory demands that you authenticate a customer before you give a new SIM card for the same number. Absolutely logical. But the pity is we always took a document from this customer and it took us 24 hours to process it, 24 to 48. We kept back and asked, the world has moved. Is documentation the only way of authenticating? Not necessarily. You do an OTP authentication on your phone. All we did now is to deliver this. So today, if you have a 4G SIM and my marketing guy sends you a link SMS, you type in your address. In four hours, we deliver now. Actually, now we are reaching two hours of 80%. Earlier, it used to take up us two days. Two hours, we will deliver a SIM at your house. And you have to enter the SIM number, and it gets activated in 10 minutes. So how do you re-engineer processes to make the business run better? And that is exactly what we believe is where you can do this and benefit business by questioning the core assumptions of the way this business is run. What are the behavioral changes? Massively do it hands on. You know, I need to tell you this. When I took this job and I told my, I was on leave for a week uh, during this transition into this job, my daughter was doing her pre-boards in 10th. So I told her I'm moving into customer experience and this, there are lots of processes I don't understand. And obviously, 10th class board is not easy, at least. Now I can't think of doing it all over again. So I was going through these books, and she asked me, how many processes? I said, some 240, 250 processes must be there in mobile alone. She said, great. How many pages would each process look? About two and a half, three, four pages? 
So that pie, it's only 800 pages. I mean, you should have rattled all this in this one week. By the end of this week, you should know all the 250 processes perfectly well. What do you mean to say you don't know? You're being lazy and old. You sit with me, I'm studying for my pre-board, you also do this. Why am I saying this? It's that easy. Over years, we started managing processes, we stopped playing. Joy of doing it yourself, most of the process design we do is me and my next line and the senior guys. We play around with every process and we get into it. Uh, enable and enhance skills rather than judge. Management is all about judging people and motivating them. They don't need motivation. Everyone comes in to do a great job. If they are unable to do it, it's because they don't know how to score. If Rohit Sharma is not scoring more runs, it's not because he needs motivation or he needs a carrot or a stick or he needs supervision. He's just unable to face the pricing ball. Go help them. Spend a lot more time enhancing skills of people not doing this. Have fun doing it. Put the customer first ahead of your KRAs and KPIs. And this is what I keep saying. Are you a player or a scorer? You play, don't score. There are too many people in organizations sending dashboards telling you what's right, what's wrong. Push them all out. Get guys who play. Let them hit the ball. And that's my understanding. We've had some massive leaps. I can't show you the numbers. Without competition on our net satisfaction scores. We had some big leaps. In some areas, we were negative to some. We have actually got much more than double-digit leaps. In spite of investing very heavily, we've had an overall cost reduction of a 40% customer base. It's possible to get this right. It requires you to get involved. That's my story and our story as a team. It's tough fun, but it was great fun.